Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Boston, where tomorrow the Oilers will drop the puck 11 o'clock uh, Edmonton time against one of the NHL teams uh, that are certainly elite, the Boston Bruins. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 uh, years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Uh, I don't know if he'd call his team elite, but they have the best overall record uh, in the uh, Western Hockey League right now, leading the league in points. We are pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings on a game day. Edmonton taking on Moose Shot and I, uh, down at Rogers Place. We welcome back to the show Brad Lauer. Hello, Brad. How are you doing? Hey, Stoff. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Are you guys good. an elite team? Uh, you know... You know we're a, we're a really good team. I think uh, you know we have one NHL drafted player on our team with Matthew Robertson. Um, the rest of us are, you know, I, I like our group of guys. I think we play a really solid team game, and I think we can play with anybody in the league. Are we elite? Um, I don't know that. I don't know if that's uh, the correct word to, to use, but um, I definitely like the way we play. Our team game is, and I like our group. I mean, you played for the Regina Pats back in the, the mid-1980s, and yeah. uh, I'm just trying to recall uh, Prince Albert, I guess, at that time. When, I mean, besides having maybe one of the toughest major junior teams of all time, they won yeah. the 85 Memorial Cup. Uh, yeah. Beaveros was on their defense. He was unbelievable. I think he was defenseman of the year that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they were an elite team by the end of last season. Were, uh, you yeah. mentioned only one draft pick, but it's a little bit deceptive when you have the likes of Jake Neighbors and Dylan Gunther in your lineup. Do you not agree? Oh, totally. No, totally. I think, uh, like I said, I think we're still a fairly young young hockey team, and uh, I, I, we have a lot of young, good young, talented players that, that kind of really complement our veteran group, and um, it's a, just a good balance to have. I like, uh, like I say, four lines that I feel very comfortable uh, putting on the ice at any time in any given situation, if 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 so be, and uh, you know I like the depth of our defensemen, and uh, now with our goaltending, I like the tandem that we have in that. Well, let's start in goal because uh, yeah. you guys are, you orchestrated a deal. Uh, yeah. you, you had Todd Scott leave the team after he kind of lost the number one job to Sebastian Kosa. Uh, different kids today, to say the least. Kosa's mm-hmm. uh, been brilliant for you, but now you had Beck Morm out of Tri City. You got yourself a pretty good one-two punch in goal, don't you? 
Well, uh, we do. Uh, you know, like, like, yeah, Sebastian definitely has taken that next step that uh, we all thought he was good, capable of doing. Uh, it might be a little bit quicker than we anticipated, but uh, in fairness to him, you know, he's a big kid. He's a very mature individual for his age. Um, you know, his draft is not till the next season. Um, you know, so he's really taking that next step, and then obviously picking up Beck Warm out of out of Tri Cities yesterday uh, as a twenty year. He's a twenty year old in the league, and his numbers are phenomenal uh, in the league. And now to be able to have that that combination of one two um, going down the stretch here the last half of the season, and as as you know, and doesn't matter what league you're in, if you don't have two two quality goaltenders going into the playoffs, it could be a tough situation uh, once you're in the playoffs. But uh, to have those two guys now, I feel very comfortable moving forward. Yeah. Uh, so you, you had a situation where Todd uh, Scott elected to leave, and by the way, yeah. I don't. Is he technically? I don't even know if that's been cleared up yet with the USHL. But yeah. Uh, bottom line is, you also lost Connor McDonald. Yeah. And that left you a little bit weakened on defense. I know you guys made another deal. You've actually made three deals of Tri-City this year. Bob Torrey and Kurt Hill are obviously uh, talking on a daily basis. You picked yeah. up Sam Stewart, and you needed yeah. him uh, because you moved sure. McDonald. But you've also got to – can you update us? Because uh, you got a couple injuries on defense with two pretty important defensemen, probably two top five guys for yeah. you out of the yeah. lineup. Yeah, no, we, we got Sam Stewart also out of Tri-Cities of uh, – Probably just uh, when we're five, five, six days ago. Um, you know, he's a 19-year-old defenseman that kind of he was. He plays big minutes. He's a he's one of those guys that has, he's that depth guy that you you need moving forward. He, he's a, definitely a a guy that can kill penalties. He plays with some good composure. Really good skater. He's he's that guy that can really settle things down. And uh, he well, obviously when when Connor left, it's uh, left a big hole for us. And you know, offensively, you're not going to replace a guy like Connor McDonald, but I think uh, as the season goes, the depth and, and the more reliable, stable, uh, more defense-first type guy is going to be real important as we go to the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Stewart, how's he played for you so far in the two games? You know, he's played well. Um, he's off. He's, he's uh, obviously the first game. He's still on that uh, learning curve of, of our systems and all that. But, um, you know, being a veteran guy, a 19-year-old in the league, been in the league for three years, and he's just been that guy that's uh, – you know he's very mature and he understands the game. But uh, once he understands everything we we're trying to do as a team, he can he'll he'll get that much better for us. We've talked a lot about Dylan Gunther. Uh, we're joined right now by uh, Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer. You were very patient uh, with him. Some some were surprised. Maybe you didn't play him higher up in the lineup at even strength earlier in the season. Now he's uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but he's played a lot with Sachuk and kind of neighbors on your top line here of late. Uh, yeah. He's starting to really get going, isn't he, for a 16 year old? Yeah, yeah, he's tough. He's playing really well for us right now for a young man. He's playing. Uh, He's playing. Uh, I mean, for a 16-year-old, he's playing an 18-year-old type of game right now. He's for for a young man. He's uh, understands the understands the game very well. The little things, the habits, the details that we talk about every day. Um, you know, he's an exceptional skater. He's got an exceptional shot. And uh, you know, we we brought him along slow. We didn't want to rush things a little bit at the start of the year. Uh, these are long years for these kids coming out of midget hockey. It's a lot of it's a big grind for him, and uh, we wanted to make sure that he didn't wear him down by by Christmas and needed to have him for the second half of the season and uh, you know I think that's benefiting us right now the, the way his game has come along since uh, the month of November and December he's he's really playing uh, a big man's game and uh, like I said he's been one of those guys I've moved around the lineup from the first line to the fourth line and uh, first unit power play second unit power play and he's adapted very well he's been 
Uh, you know, he's, he's he's very good with uh, uh, learning and wants to learn, and it's it's been he's been a pleasure to work with so far. Well, with Coase and Gunther, you're going to have a lot of scouts in Edmonton next year for sure because uh, yeah. one guy's <laughs> going to go in the first round, one guy's going to go in the second. Jake yeah. Neighbors might go in the first and he might go in the second. He's been uh, highly productive here for or you know, over the last uh, 12 to 15 games. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, he paid the piper the other night too in the game against Everett, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's, that's, uh, that's it though. That's... Uh... That was a heck of a fight. I mean, that's one of those things where he fought a he fought a tough kid out of, out of uh, uh, Everett, but also from from a local kid here, um, big yeah. boy. Um, but uh, knew how to handle himself. But again, you know, at, at the end of the day, like a guy like Jake is just the way scouts watch him play and, and the way he needs to play to get noticed is is to play that finesse game, that game that goes in the corners, finishes his checks, and you know he's got great hands and great vision and, and has all the offensive skill but he also plays that type of game that uh you know is, they're tough to find guys like jake neighbors play that uh, the the physical type of game but they can also add on the scoring and, and, and the punch I, I i think he plays a lot of game like uh lee from the islanders um uh plays right now their captain really uh, yeah I, I see that type of game in him and uh when he plays like that uh, there's every now and then there's a uh, there's a bell he's got to answer and he did it the other night yeah, he took on a six foot six kid, uh, and there's not a lot of that anymore. The, there was a lot when you played, not as much now. I, it's funny because when I see it, when I look at Jake's body type, he's five eleven, he's one hundred ninety five, two hundred pounds. To yeah. me, he's more like a Dustin Brown or even a TJ Oshie. You know, yeah. he says he patterns his game after Matthew Kachuk. I don't yeah. see as much of the the chirping, and maybe I, I just don't pick up on it. Yeah. But he, you know, I do see the physicality of a guy like Brown who gets in on the forecheck and will blast you. Yeah, yeah, no, I, mean, all, I think all those fair, all those players you mentioned are are quality individuals, the players that he can you know represent his game uh, his game after for sure. I think he's the trippiness is definitely there because I'm, I'm I got the front row seat, so he has a tendency <laughs> to get a little bit of that going. So, uh, which is part of his game, and um, you know all all good examples of uh, type of players he could be, and you know if he could become one, uh, any one of those guys, the players he's got a bright future ahead of him. Now, I was watching the game against Calgary the other night, uh, and it was interesting because yeah. is it McIndoo or McIndoo, the 20-year-old? Yeah. Does he, uh, I mean, he, he's he's never had more than 60 penalty minutes in the Western Hockey, but he's a big kid, and he's a 20. Yeah. And could there be occasions where maybe he could lean on guys a little bit more? And, and I mean, it's not that you have to back it up that much. There's only a couple yeah. kids on every team that fight these days. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. And I, you know, as a, you know, as a team, I don't, uh, when we talk about, uh, the heaviness of, 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 uh, some teams were playing, like the, the other, the other night against Everett, that was a heavy game for us. And, uh, you know what? It was a great game for our team, for our guys to get into because it, it pulled our guys into the battle. And I thought we, re- we responded quite well with, with, uh, the contact and the heaviness coming from everybody. But, you know, a guy like, 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 uh, Ethan McIndoe was, uh, he's been in the league. He's one of those guys, a power forward. He's he's uh, he's a he's a big, strong kid. Um, you know that's the type of, that's that's the type of game we need him to play. That's the type of game he needs to play to be successful in our league to have uh, uh, to get his points and numbers because he is that type of player that uh, he's a good skater. He's got good hands, but he can definitely get on that forecheck and he has the the, the strength and the body to to finish his checks and and make things difficult for other guys. Just to wrap up, Brad, you guys are plus 38 in goal differential. Tonight you play Moose Jaw, okay? Yeah. They're minus 58. You can't look past them, can you? No, God, no. Um, uh, stop. These guys give us a – they're always a headache for us. Every time we play them, uh, 
you know they're they're a team that that, that plays hard and and they work. They're a lot like uh, you know like Red Deer. You know they have the DNA of of the work ethic and you know they may not they have still they still have some talented players on their team that are still pretty good. Um, you know can offensively go win them hockey games and um you know their numbers you can't you can't look past that like you said it's they're they're a team that's always been uh tough for us and uh we have to approach it the same way as any other team well they don't have zabransky right uh, the defenseman yeah. out of czech republic but they do have Braden tracy who's the yeah. first round pick of the anaheim ducks so uh, seven o'clock tonight down at rogers place brad thank you for taking time to join us on orders now on a game day thanks stuff you bet that is Brad Lauer. It's 145 in Edmonton. And when we come back in one minute's time, we'll hook up with Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. James Neal with 19 goals. Tomorrow again, he'll be with McDavid and Cassian to start the game against Boston. It'll be Yaroslav Halak, most likely against Miko Koskinen. Koskinen has been dealing with uh, a little bit of flu-like issues. Well, big game in Saskatoon tonight at the Canada West level. The Alberta Golden Bears, who have been either number one or number two all season, take on the Saskatchewan Huskies, who got off to a tough start but have picked their game up of late to give us an update as the Bears drop the puck in the second half of their Canada West Conference schedule. We're pleased to be joined by former Oiler player and coach Ian Herbers. Ian, how you doing? Happy New Year. Uh, great, Bob. Thank you. Same to you. Uh, getting geared up. I know you had a couple exhibition games last weekend against Mount Royal and uh, Nate, and you, you jumped them early in both games and kind of one going away. But uh, you're back at her for real tonight, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, pleasantly surprised how well our guys executed to start the game, especially that first game against Mount Royal. Uh, we had been off since, well, our first our last game was end of November, so to come back and execute that well, especially on breakouts and power play, uh, I thought we were very good. We had a couple lapses that cost us some goals against, uh, but a good weekend to get us going here. From your uh, from your perspective, how different is it? Saskatchewan for years were a bigger, heavier team that played in a small, antiquated facility known as Rutherford Rink. They're now they're now in a new building. It's a much bigger ice surface. Have they gone more of a skilled route too? Just as all of hockey has. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a good change for them. It's also nice to actually play in a rink where you can play a game instead of guy standing right beside you and that's the blue line to the goal line so uh, they do now they play a lot more aggressive, fast-paced game they push the pace a lot their D are jumping, they're active um, so it's always a good challenge for us it's a nice building to play in they usually get very good fan support when we're in town uh, so we're looking for a lively game tonight uh, I know that uh, Sean Burke was the general manager of uh, the Canadian winning Spangler Cup team and Brendan went there as the number three goaltender and he of course is your number one goalie. Has he made it back to North America? Will he be able to uh, be available for you this weekend? Uh, he made it back the, the day before he practiced with us yesterday at 11 uh, and jumped on the bus so he is here. Uh, we're starting Berlin tonight. Uh, we'll see what goes from there. See how well Berlin plays and the game is and how uh, Burke is feeling. Uh, he had a fantastic experience over there. Had a chance, you know, to visit with Mac T and Coffee and the guys, and really learned a lot. And it was good for him. 
We're joined by Ian Herberts, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, again, are you guys two or one right now? I don't even know. Now that we don't do the rankings after the last 20 years of doing them, I, I, I think you guys are second, but I wasn't sure uh, where you're at. Or do you even care about that? Uh, it doesn't really matter. As I told you before, uh, all it gets you is a better dressing room at Nationals. And other than that, you don't get much advantage. So we just play, look after our business, and where we get ranked is where we get ranked. And uh, we just look after the process. One of the guys that uh, Jack Michaels and myself really liked uh, for a couple of years at the rookie tournament in Penticton, and it sounds like the Oilers might be going back there again, was Chad Butcher. And he redshirted with your team all last season, uh, was eligible starting late October. He's played eight games so far. He's got 13 points. How has he changed the complexion of the makeup of your hockey team? Well, we got two very dynamic lines. Obviously, the line he's centering with Paul and Chuck. Uh, and Alry, and then we've got the Soy Coxford, Coxford, or Cox and Sanford line. Uh, and both those lines you can put out in those lines are game changers. Uh, they each have their power play units, so we've got two very good power play units. Uh, we were just touching on our five on three units yesterday, so it gives us two very good five on three units as well. So those guys go out there, they want to play, they want to win, especially Butch. Um, he wants to be a difference every time he's on the ice. He wants to make the play. He wants to score goals, and he wants to win games. Uh, and then somebody with an attitude like that is always a benefit on your team. Yeah, he's a former 100-point scorer at a Medicine Hat Tigers, Ian. So, I mean, when you're putting up those sort of numbers, Cox was also a 100-point scorer. Cole Sanford, a 50-goal scorer uh, in the Western League with Medicine Hat. I mean, that is some high-end skill. They're all smaller guys. You had a guy, Luke Philp, whose uh, high in Major Junior was 88 points. He uh, signed an NHL deal with the Calgary Flames. He's currently the second-highest goal-scoring rookie in the American Hockey League, and he was coming off of basically a broken ankle. I mean, he had a bad high ankle sprain that he suffered at the national championships eight minutes into the game that uh, affected your group, I think, a little bit against uh, New Brunswick. But just give me a thought on, uh, you know, are you surprised at all that uh, once Cole got his, uh, you know, got his conditioning back coming off that serious injury, he's gone through a stretch here where, uh, or Luke uh, Phillip has gone through a stretch where he's got 13 goals in the last 17 games in the AHL. Are you surprised by that at all? No, no. Obviously, as you said, the injury, he wasn't able to train as well as he, he could have this summer. Uh, still pushed himself as hard as possible, but it's an adjustment coming from the youth sport to the American Hockey League. It's a big jump, uh, and just learning the, the different little intricacies, uh, playing against men who are professional, uh, bigger defensemen, more skilled players, faster players, uh, and just that adjustment. So he stuck with it. He works hard, great attitude. Uh, and as he started to get rewarded for it. Noah Phillip, his brother, is six foot three. He's two hundred pounds. He's a right shot center. He sort of broke out last year in Seattle, seventy five points in fifty six games. Uh, I know you guys uh, were really impressed by him early. How would you assess his overall first half? Um, uh, good, very good, actually. Um, a little bit of a learning experience. I think I thought he had a great start. Uh, came out of the gate flying, had something to prove that he wasn't his brother. Uh, he's done that. And I think now just a little bit learning. Teams now get to know him a little bit more, uh, a little tighter checking. We've moved him around different line mates a little bit. He's played well with Jevney, uh, and those two have been a penalty-killing pair as well. Um, so it gives us that depth. He's the guy that we look for for big things down the road here. Uh, you lost... Uh 
Jason Fram on defense, who was the top defenseman in the country. Dawson Davidson has come in from the Saskatoon, played uh, played last year with Kirby Dock. He's given you some offense. Uh, so too is Clayton Kirishenko. Uh How's how's he overall? Are you guys healthy on D? Yeah, yeah, we're good at the back end, as you said. Davidson's played very well. He had he had a little adjustment those first couple games back from uh, Anaheim's camp. Uh, but it's been very good for the most part coming back. Uh, Frederick's been good when he's been in the lineup. He gives us another offensive spark. And Lacusta, we played both games this past weekend. Um, and he played very well. So we have tough decisions here for the coaches. we got eight guys that are, are playing very well, can step in in any situations. Obviously, our returning guys like Lang and Carroll and Ray Hill uh, are chipping in offensively as well. So it's, it's a good group of mixed heavy guys, mobile guys. Uh, offensive guys and guys are able to block shots and shut people down. Ian, best of luck uh, this weekend in the two games in Saskatoon. Good, thanks, Bob. It'll be a good test for us. Good way to start the year. All right, great stuff. That is Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. 154 in Edmonton. Let's go to the Stan Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. You can join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. Call New West Travel or go online again at newwesttravel.com. Going back to, uh, what, January 3rd, 2009. What do you got, Mr. Escott? Dwayne Rollison made 38 saves to help the Oilers beat the Stars. 4-1 at Rexall Place. The Oilers getting goals from Eric Cole, Andrew Cogliano, Dustin Penner and Sheldon Surrey. Chris Barch fought both Jason Strudwick and Zach Stortini. Bob, do you want to sneak the injury report in here? Uh, I actually got it in at uh, one twenty-five. But we can do it again for James H. Brown and Associates, uh, injury, personal injury lawyers. Uh, let's bang it off quickly here. Matt Benning for the Edmonton Oilers. Boston's got a couple of injuries as well. Uh, yeah, well, fortunately for them, Charlie McAvoy has returned to the lineup, but uh, Connor Clifton is out. Kevin Miller has been missing on that back end all year long. Yeah, they're playing more in Greslick in their third pairing. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one here. Well, we'll have a night. I mean, Boston's been a tough place for Edmonton to play. They've actually had some positive results in that building. Uh, fluid show tonight with Reed Wilkins, or what has he got shaken? Yeah, fluid show. Fluid show. There we go. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a simulcast of Rob Breckenridge on CHQR 77, uh, 770 in Calgary. Again, uh, City Ford Faceoff show tomorrow morning, 9.30 Edmonton time. Puck drop is at 11 for the Oilers and the Boston Bruins from TD Garden. And we'll be back at you on Monday with Oilers Now. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.